WHYY and Billy Penn. It is hitting season. Hey there, podcast pals. I'm John Stolness from The Good Fight and Billy Penn. Joined once again by my good friends Justin Clue and Liz Rocher as we're going to talk about Aranola and the Aranola Emergency Podcast. I guess it's not really an emergency podcast. We're doing it on our normal time. But uh, Aranola comes back to Philadelphia. Uh, looked like there was a good chance he might leave for free agency, but even testing the field, testing the waters, he decided there's no place like home. So Aranola back in Philadelphia for the next seven years. So as I mentioned, Justin and Liz here to talk with me about it. Liz, of course, from Yahoo Sports. You follow her on X Twitter at Liz Rocher. Liz, Aranola back for another seven years of, of we are we are in for seven years of Aranola starts. Can you dig it? <laughs> I can. Yes. And I think people who were who were unhappy and who were hoping he um, wouldn't resign were kind of fooling themselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, like once I the all of the stuff came out about this deal, or at least just the years and the number. Oh, I'm like this was this was a foregone conclusion. Seven years, hundred and seventy two is doable for the Phillies, you know, pretty much in every way. And uh, it, it's nice to see the uh, the Phillies actually top some teams like uh, mm-hmm. the Braves and Dodgers, who were rumored to have been in the hunt. Yeah, I think I saw that they had numbers in the 160 area. I think Scott Lauber was reporting that here on Monday. But uh, the Phillies, it, and there was reporting that Aaron Nola turned down more money. And I think that was more like on an average annual value as opposed to a total money deal, uh, which is something the Phillies like to do. Yeah, they like to throw the money, they like to throw the years out and the money and, and more money rather than and, and save on the AAV. And it looks like that's what they did with Aaron Nola, who Justin, from uh, Baseball Prospectus, of course, uh, follow him on Twitter, X at Justin underscore Clue. Seven years, 170. $72 million for Aranola. The price sounds good to me. What do you think? Just say he left more money on the table. It doesn't matter if Thank it's you. true or not. Thank <laughs> you. Exactly. Just, just say, give him that little boost of, hey, Philadelphia's going to love this. Just get, yeah, just give it to him. It, it doesn't matter. Who's going to look that up? Who from the fan base is going to be like, I'll get to the bottom of this conspiracy and find out that, no, they actually didn't offer more. It doesn't matter. Just say it. Let let the let that be part of the momentum. Uh, I, I look. I've obviously I'm on the record as being frustrated with Aaron Nola, and I believe it was in August where I said my policy towards his free agency was good luck. But <laughs> yep, <laughs> I remember uh, those conversations. I think we all were feeling that at yeah. various points this summer. But this is not. This certainly is not bad news. I I didn't not. I have not been paying super close attention to the masses, but I would be surprised if there were people who genuinely felt and weren't just like playing the contrarian that this was like the wrong move to make. It's kind of a really, really, really hard argument to make, which generally mm-hmm. means that it's wrong. Uh, given the context around like who the Phillies could have gotten to fill this role, what they wanted to do, what Nola wanted to do. Uh, and, you know, the contradicting national writer reports that have come out, some of whom are national wrongers. <laughs> oh, I see that yeah, yeah, little yeah. play on words. You're a writer. Spent all of yesterday on that joke. Yeah, but yeah good. <laughs> this is uh, this is pretty close to a foregone conclusion, despite the drama. It feels like the past couple weeks or so, the Braves thing, I think, was really nasty for people to think about. But end of the day, this seems like what the team and the player both wanted. And, you know, we'll get into it a little more. Seven years feels like a long time. And, you know, we've, we've talked about it before. You want to pay a guy for his prime, you're going to pay for some of his not prime as well. And I'm sure we're going to see some of that. But... That being said, this is all in all the move that the Phillies had to make, and I think it'll wind up being a good one for them. Well, one of the things I thought was interesting during this whole process with 
re-signing Aranola was when he was unsigned and other teams were rumored to be uh, looking at him, and including the Braves. And I, there was a lot of scuttlebutt out there that the, that the Cardinals were going to want him. And of course, we find out the Cardinals never even made Aranola an offer. Who knows what that franchise is doing? <laughs> um, no, all you heard, there's a lot of ringing hands among among Phillies fans online. You know, it's like, oh, this, you know, got to get him back, got to get him back. We didn't, you know, we didn't hear a lot from those folks during during the season. And now that he signed, now the people you hear from on Twitter, the people, oh, this guy, what are we doing? It's off seven more years of the mediocrity. Guy can't pick all. So it's just interesting when people decided to speak up during this whole process. But I, I get it. I mean, you guys did an entire Aranola episode earlier this year, which we should run as a best of uh, because, <laughs> because it really, truly, I mean, you guys spent a whole hour diving into the Aranola psychosis of Philadelphia Phillies fans. And he's going to be a Philly for life. Like he, he's not going anywhere at the end of this contract, I wouldn't think. Now, maybe at 37 years old, there is still something left in the tank, but in all, for, for all, in all, the angels purposes, will come calling at some yeah, point. Yeah, the angels and, will come. Thirty-seven-year-old right. Aranola will yeah. be their opening day starter. Like, that's that's <laughs> those, very those true. Those years won't count. <laughs> sort of like right. it's Chase Sutley and Jimmy Rollins. Yep. Yes, they spent time with other teams at the end right. of their careers, but we don't remember or care about them. Well, and you know what? This is this is the career that I kind of thought, or the the career longevity with the Phillies that I thought Cole Hamels was going to have. Yeah. I thought that Cole was going to be the guy to sign in well into his thirties and and play his whole career in Philadelphia. And I'm kind of surprised that it's going to be Aaron Nola who who's going to be that guy. And he is going to be like, according to Sarah Langs of, of MLB, if Nola pitches in at least one game each of the seven years of his contract, he will tie infielder Granny Hamner for the second most seasons played in Phillies history with 16 seasons in a Phillies uniform. Now, it's it's hard to imagine somebody beating Mike Schmidt's 18. It's <laughs> a long time. 16 years. That is a whole person who can drive of Aaron Nola in a Phillies uniform. That's hey, crazy. This is not this is not crazy. You know, there's not a whole lot of uh, Aaron Nola stuff out there. So we're going to do a um, Aaron Nola, comically bland Aaron Nola trivia hour tomorrow on Absolutely Hammered because the information that's out there <laughs> for Aaron Nola, it's not super, you know, that's not, you know, playing like wild, crazy carnival music behind Aaron Nola facts. They're pretty regular because Aaron Nola's a pretty regular guy. He was you born in Louisiana. Anyway, yeah. He's, he's, uh, he went to high school in Louisiana. He went to LSU. And the next place he went was Philadelphia. And now mm -hmm. he's got roots down here. And this is just where he wants to stay because I think that's, that's just the kind of guy he is. And what's great is that as many frustrating times as we've seen Aranola like you know, blow a lead he's also been doing that forever he has been, like you go back and read some of his gamers from LSU yeah sometimes he hasn't allowed a run in like 50 some innings but then they'll be writing about how oh yeah he threw a no hitter through seven innings and then Alabama hitters figured something out and blew him up for four hits and five runs in the eighth and you're like boy that sounds familiar and it turns <laughs> out that's just been going on forever uh, and then you, you, know, you, you remember that about him, but you go down and you review like a, a, a stat like you just said, like that was more of a longevity stat. But then you read like, oh, yeah, he's one of the few guys in Philly's history. And I'm trying not to give you the exact information in case anybody who's going to be playing this trivia game is listening. But like he has a bunch of franchise records or is close to the top of a lot of franchise records for the Phillies. I'll just say yeah. that like, yeah. or, or just like baseball stuff even he's reaching that point even just all across baseball he is he is in like the top echelon for a lot of really interesting some of them pretty specific but still impressive statistics so yeah you, you know what kind of pitcher he is i think it's just a matter of his ceiling and his floor are both they're just very far apart and i think that's what makes you feel like it is you're crazy watching him 
because his ceiling can meet the floor at any moment. <laughs> so yeah, that's just... why you get vertigo. <laughs> you get you get vertigo watching Aranola because you're right. One inning, you're for three innings, he's he's hitting his ceiling. You know, nine up, nine down with seven strikeouts, and then the Rav fourth inning comes in. Uh, all of a sudden, you're looking at three homers and and five runs later, and it's just like what what did what just happened yeah. there? But he can go from Roy Halladay to Sean O'Sullivan in, in one half of an inning. But I will say that over the next seven years, if he has seven years like he had so far, like he's had so far in Philadelphia, he's going to be in, in in Hall of Fame territory. He's going to kind of be like a Burt Blylevin type guy with the with the with the longevity and the numbers he's going to put up in the strikeouts and all that kind of stuff. And for twenty four point five seven million dollars per season, it's a reasonable average annual value. This is the fourth highest total contract value among active pitchers. Garrett Cole uh, leads the way. He signed a $324 million contract over nine years. I, I keep forgetting he signed for $324 million. Strasburg, Steven Strasburg signed for seven years, $245 million, and immediately got thoracic outlet syndrome. Uh, oh. Jacob, did Jacob DeGrom, five years, 185, and Aaron Nola, seven for 172. Um Dombrowski said at the news conference on Monday, it was most important that we kept him for ourselves, but I sure wouldn't have wanted him to go to Atlanta either. There were other clubs interested in him too, a lot of them. I would not have looked forward to having a pitcher of his ilk face us. And I think many Phillies fans were starting to come around to that realization, especially because I think, and I think most people think that he figured something out late in the season with his mechanics when he really put it together. You know, even in that game against the against the Diamondbacks in, in game six when he gave up those runs, early it's not like he it's not like he blew up and gave up seven runs you know like he still it wasn't a good outing it wasn't a good start it's not it was not anything like the other outings that he had had in the playoffs so far this year and you really wanted more from him especially early in the game to not put them in an early hole but that being said he didn't put them in so big a hole that the offense, if they were doing their part of the job, couldn't have couldn't have gotten it done. And so I think with Aranola, you look at his career, their longevity, the durability, and that's the thing that the Phillies always really like. And when you look at Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, Sonny Gray, who are going to get contracts kind of like this. Aaron Nola, I think the general consensus around Major League Baseball is, is that Aaron Nola was, outside of this young Japanese phenom, who we're going to talk about soon, was the best free agent starting pitcher on the market. And virtually everyone, every objective observer looks at this contract and says, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, he's he's frustrating to us because we know him. And I, I really take the point of Dombrowski closely like I would not have wanted to face it like seeing him in any other uniform would have been a little painful for me but like seeing him in a, in a Braves or a Dodgers uniform would have been awful yeah right right and what does it tell you that the Braves really wanted him <laughs> makes me feel really good yeah um, it makes me feel great you know he the Phillies love dependability and the which is what you said the him being maybe a level below stuff wise than like Blake Snell, I don't think even really devalues him at all because they're two very different pitchers. And looking at Snell and his usage numbers, I always knew he was going to be a non-starter for the Phillies because they just do not like guys like that. They have yeah. a bullpen built for purpose, which is we need we need sometimes two, sometimes four. Um, sometimes just three innings of guys who can pitch very, very hard and very, very fast. And if it's more than that routinely, then we have a problem. 
Uh, and he was just going to having Blake Snell in the rotation was going to, I think, require the Phillies to rethink some of their bullpen. And they are way too far down the road to do that. Right. I think mm-hmm. Snell was largely a negotiating tactic. I think Dombrowski doesn't like to close doors all the way. He yeah. still hasn't formally closed the door on Reese Hoskins. But I do think there was a lot of negotiation. Uh, I think I think that was part of his tactic was was mentioning being sure to mention that our priority is resigning Nola. If that can't happen, our priority is resigning his is signing his replacement. And you know that's that's the kind of that's the kind of statement he he would make. And I feel like in the, even in this even today at that press conference he was like, yeah, you know, we, uh, seven years we we expect Nola to be here the next seven years. I mean, who knows what the future holds, but we expect him to be here for the next seven years. Like he he won't even like he's afraid someone's going to call him out five years from now. It's like, oh, Aaron Nola trade rumors. Maybe someone wants to buy out the rest of that deal. And he was like, yeah, I don't want anybody going back and saying he was going to definitely be here for seven years, even though that wasn't legally binding. I just want to make sure everyone knows I didn't say that. So I think, I think that was part of his, uh, his statements about who could potentially replace Nola. And a lot of that attention went to Snell because people felt like, you know, people outside of Philadelphia and outside the Phillies were like, oh, that's, that's the fit, or that's what we're hearing from this source. When I don't really, I'm with Liz. I don't really think he was he was a fit for them. Even even they thought so. I think Dombrowski is like a a wizard at those types of statements. Like he's been doing this for so long, he makes a statement like that. It just sounds like normal. He's addressing both sides of the issue. Like we want him here, but if not, we definitely have to find someone to replace him because otherwise we have a big giant hole in our rotation. But a statement like that is is so artful because it it does so many things at once because it it Mm -hmm. sounds normal but it also lets Aaron Nola and his agents know like we will wait for you to a certain extent but we're not waiting forever because we have stuff to do and we want you to be part of that so come and be part of that it's like a cat you know I don't need I don't want to be in that room but I do want the door to be open in case the whim strikes me that I want to walk through into that room yes (laughs) You're talking about your cat specifically. Well, yeah, but uh, I think it is a general cat thing. <laughs> Cats are, Milkshake, are, are always... Milkshake, the official cat of... Uh, That's right. Of That's right. Season. Official mascot of uh, of the uh, hitting season, yeah. Uh, well, one of the things about, about Dave Dombrowski, too, is he likes to get things done early when he can. He likes to get his ducks in a row. Uh, and I think, you know, I can't remember. I think it was Dombrowski. Did Dombrowski sign JT Real Muto to the free agent contract? After he became, you know, he he might have been one of his first moves. Yeah, I think so. And so this is the second time he has allowed a player who was under contract. They couldn't get an extension done to hit free agency and then re-sign them as free agents. That never happens. And yet the Phillies have done it twice, like in the last four years. It's a very, very difficult thing to get a player back. Like if you don't lock him up in spring before his before his walk year, you know, they test the market and they then. They don't usually come back, but Aaron Nola takes less money, wants to come back. J.T. Real Muto, you know, the Mets really helped out by by signing that, uh, that who was that? McCann, James right? McCann. James McCann. And they really helped us out with that. <laughs> Thanks, for guys. Reason. Yeah, and they, get, and they get J.T. back when J.T. didn't really have any any better suitors at that point. So, you know, just a, a an interesting thing here, the way this all worked out with, with Aaron Nola. It certainly seemed during the regular season like he was not going to get the big money contract. And I guess, Liz, we were asking ourselves, if he has a good last month, a good last week, a good playoffs, is that enough to rehabilitate and, and, and get him the deal that he wants? And in the end, 
it certainly appeared to be, and certainly the, the lack of other options that weren't in the trade market, that weren't going to cost you prospects and money. Aaron Nola made the most sense for the Phillies and really for a lot of other teams. That's why a lot of other teams were really hot after him. So, you know, it's it's good news. I mean, here's a guy who uh, has a, th- a 3.72 ERA in his career, finished third in the Cy Young voting in 2018. He was fourth in the Cy Young voting in 2022. I don't know if I realized that he finished as high as fourth in the Cy Young voting uh, back back in in 2022, the year the the first year they went to the World Series. And I, I don't I don't know if he hit 10 and five yet. Has he been in the league for for 10 years? This will be his 10th year. So after he gets he his uh, 10 years of service time, he'll be a 10 and five guy. Yeah, this is this is one of the little facts that I that I found that he is the first guy since the '80s for to to go to be drafted and then reach the major leagues the following year, which was 2015. So, hmm. amazing, <laughs> <laughs> just how fast he became such a good pitcher in the uh, in in the Phillies rotation. And it's just you know the Braves miss out, the Cardinals never made an offer. Um, you know, there was, a, I think was said, oh yeah, most wins above replacement among pitchers since 2018. Max Scherzer leads the way with 29.8. Garrett Cole, 29.6. Zach Wheeler, 26.1. DeGrom, 26. And Aaron Ola with 26. And uh, DeGrom with 26.1. I mean, just right there, along with everybody else, uh, one of the best pitchers in baseball since 2018. And I know it doesn't feel like it a lot of times, but uh, Aaron Ola back in Philadelphia for another seven years. Anything else you guys want to say about Nola before we move on? Yeah, anything that the that Braves fans now say uh, that about like, oh, Aaron Nola's not good, we'll just know that their team disagrees with them and actually wanted him pretty badly. Mm-hmm. So they'll have to settle for now for Aaron Bummer, who, again, if you ask a Braves fan, is they're going to rehabilitate him into a, a high-quality starter because their pitching lab is so full of geniuses. So, yeah, yeah it's just uh, tough times to be a Braves fan, I guess. That signing was a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, throw some garbage at it. That's right. <laughs> um, well, for me, I'll say um, I actually was working yesterday when the news broke, and I was tweeting about it all morning like a moron. Um, and I, I was I almost never get to write about the Phillies at my job. I almost never get to write about the Eagles or the Sixers, and that is usually fine by me. But it's nice to it's nice to get a chance to write about. You know, a player that I've watched since he made his debut. I've watched since he was drafted. Mm-hmm. And it, to get to write about him getting the big contract. Because he took an undermarket deal to stay with the Phillies last time out. It was, yes, he did. It was an undermarket deal. And I'm glad I'm glad he got paid. Um, everybody should go to sports.yahoo.com slash MLB to read my, to read my newser on uh, Aaron Nola. I pretty much did sort of a, a feelings-based um, evaluation of his career. I stayed away from numbers and just sort of stuck with up and down, roller coaster. Um, but I pointed to him as sort of the – he he's the link between the old pitching rotation and the new. He spent 10 days uh, sharing a rotation with Cole Hamels before he threw a no-hitter and left town. And, you know, now he is – sort of he's the the Cole Hamels he he's the guy that signaled a change for the Phillies he was not a he was not a a raw high school pitcher he was nearly a finished product when they got him and that was one of it was the long first time in a long time they had done that and that was sort of the start of the Phillies moving themselves out up and out to where they are now so give that a read and appreciate Aaron Nola as much as we all do 
Yeah, yeah. And I did a Twitter poll um, yesterday, uh, got a little over 2,300 votes. I said, how are we feeling about the Aranola contract and signing? 65% said great. 31% said okay, I guess. Only 3% said it was a big mistake. So the overwhelming majority of Phillies fans are either happy to pretty happy about it, uh, to feeling great about it. And that's that, that's very positive, very largely positive numbers there uh, about Aranola coming back to Philadelphia. And of course, you know, you build a strong fan base this way by having all these different guys uh, with you for uh, a very long time. And Aaron Nola is going to be with this team, along with Trey Turner, along with uh, Bryce Harper. We think a Zach Wheeler extension is probably coming at some point soon, too. So this core is not going anywhere for a little while, and we'll see how long they can be and as, as effective as they are right now. Uh, that's not to say there aren't some downsides to Aaron Nola, and we will certainly in- encounter those during these next few years as well. Certainly, we will not be done grousing during his downtimes either. Not... Nobody thinks he's perfect, but the best move the Phillies could have made in terms of getting a number two starter here this offseason. Now, one of the interesting things is that before this NOLA signing had officially been locked in, guys, is that uh, you had um, the Phillies reportedly trying to go after Yoshinobu Yamamoto, and we've talked about that on the podcast as well. Nola, they always said, was their top priority. And now that he's back, one would have kind of thought, okay, now they look elsewhere. But according to Alex Coffey, a source with knowledge says that the Phillies are still in the market for Yamamoto. And so now they've got Phillies fans thinking about Yamamoto joining a rotation with Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola and Ranger Suarez and whoever else they have um, in, in this rotation. Talk about a super rotation if that, if that happens. I mean, if Yamamoto is as advertised, Justin, my goodness, I, I, I'm, I would be giddy. I, I don't really see it happening, though. I think the odds are probably, I don't know, less than 10%. But I would have put the odds at 0% before the offseason started because the Phillies just typically don't go after guys like this. Are you surprised that they are still in the market for Yamamoto? I think if the only reason you are thinking this is unlikely is because the Phillies don't typically play in these waters, then I don't think that's a good enough reason anymore. I think that the barriers have been removed and the Phillies are looking to expand their search radius for the kind of talent they need to correct some of the issues they have or fortify some of the strengths they have. And one of those areas is starting pitching and bringing a third guy in. I don't know who it was, but somebody on some podcast was like, you know what? I think they should re-sign Aaron Nola and bring in another guy who's very good so they can, you know, have, have a, have one, two and three and not just a one, two in the rotation. That person, it's a simple point, but I feel like that person was totally right. If the Phillies are still playing for uh, Yamamoto, Um, if only we could remember who it was, but in any case, this is exactly what I was talking about. This I wasn't sure who it would be because you were looking around like Snell, Gray, what is this? Like I don't know if this is really are we, are we spending our money wisely if these are the if this is the third guy we're looking for. But then Yamamoto's name started coming up. And he's 25. I don't know how many people are how familiar people are with him, but long story short, he's got a huge arsenal. Liz and I talked about him in an episode of Hit and Season last week. He can make the baseball do whatever he wants. Yes, he's just been thrown to NPP, NPB hitters, but there's a reason every team in baseball is going to be at least, you know, hanging up, calling calling him and hanging up immediately at at least. So this is uh, this is a pretty exciting development, and Salisbury I think kind of kicked this off when he was on WIP and said you know, addressing what you're talking about, John, that like, yeah, the Phillies aren't really known for signing a lot of Asian players. Uh, 
but he said, yeah, but why not now? Like this is, yeah, they're not, they don't have that reputation, but they could start any time and this could be that time. So if he's saying that, you know, there's, there's more legitimacy to this than I think any other rumor from this area has, has ever had. And it's really gotten some momentum. And all these writers keep telling us is no. Yeah, we know it's weird. We know they don't do this a lot, but they are still involved. They are still very involved. You know, no promises are being made, but they're assuring you they know your first reaction is going to be the Phillies don't do this, but they're saying, yeah, they might be doing it now though. I think today it was, I saw that Harper was involved in a pitch, you know, creating a pitch for Yamamoto. There is a sizzle reel involved. And like, this is, this is the perfect time to put together a sizzle reel of how great the Phillies are, how fun they are uh, and how amazing it would be for him to come and join this and create a new you know, a, a new legacy for pitchers in this area. Like, if he wants to be one of one, he can. He could be the Shohei Otani of the East Coast, if you'd like. Not entirely, but somewhat, right? Yeah, I, I think Bryce, if they sign him, Bryce has to put that sizzle reel on his Instagram account and let us all see what he did. I hope it's oh, just please. shots. Oh, he would, of, you know. I, yeah. I hope it's just shots of Bryce Harper like whipping his hair after sliding into a base. I hope it, it just looks like a shampoo ad starring Bryce Harper. He's like, ah, come to Philadelphia. You can Very have cool. access to these beauty products. I mean. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, I think uh, I, I don't know what the odds are that it's going to happen. I, it may just be some wishful thinking. He was just posted on Monday. So uh, it's a matter of 45 where does days. he want to go. 49 or 45 days before. He, but that's why it was important to get Aaron Nola done now so that yes. this can be a luxury thing. You don't have they're not waiting on Yamamoto to make a decision before figuring out what to do with Nola. They just said, let's get him signed. And hey, if we can get Yamamoto at the number we're looking for and he's interested in coming to Philadelphia. I mean, that's the thing about these two playoff runs in Philadelphia. Everyone was everyone in the baseball universe was talking about Philadelphia as this destination to play. In. I mean, so you couldn't have asked for a better advertisement for foreign players to look at Philadelphia maybe when they never would have before. And so that might be one of the great things to come out of 2022 and 2023 and those playoff runs. Who wouldn't want to play in Philadelphia? That's a sizzle reel in and of itself. And if you come here now, guess what? People, the narrative will be, oh, it turns out he was the difference. Like, should they win the World Series? Like, turns out this guy was the difference because they couldn't do it without him. And then they got him. And then, you know, so ipso facto, he must be the reason they won the World Series. So you get to yep. wear that on your head for the rest of your career, too. All right. Um, do you guys mind if I kind of? I wanted to go a little bit longer with a couple other things, but would you guys mind if I wrapped up? I need to. I need to get back in with the kids. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Okay. All right. Well, I'll do final thoughts here. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, wrap up the podcast here. It's going to be a shorter podcast here today, just kind of giving our reactions to the Aaron Nola news. But uh, uh, I'll have a midweek, and uh, we'll we'll dive into this maybe just a, a little bit more. But let me get some final thoughts from you guys on on everything. I know we gave you gave some initial final thoughts on Aaron Nola, but Justin, anything else before we wrap up? I know the first thing you think of, perhaps, uh, when you think of Aaron Nola is the times that he's frustrated you. But I think that's largely because we're conditioned to view somebody who gets the ace label as being perfect. So when they are very good, you kind of just look past it. And when they are bad, it's the worst thing in the world. Uh, I am not immune to this. I am very much. I have been an Aaron Nola critic in the past. And I think largely that's you know sometimes earned, sometimes just raw frustration. But at the end of the day, even I, and I think most people really should recognize that seven more years of Aaron Nola, uh, even just think of it as, as seven years that bought you, let's just start with 2024. Uh, that That's good news. It is good news that he's here. Like when I saw the alert, 
did my stomach burst the way I saw the way it did when Bryce Harper signed here? No, but my general reaction was like, okay, good. You know, there yeah. was a sense of there was a palpable sense of relief, which I think I was a little surprised that I was feeling. But the truth is, he was most certainly the best option for the Phillies specifically. And you know, we'll see how things play out. But this is generally good news. And oh, the other thing is, like I said before. Uh, patreon.com slash hit and season you can get access to absolutely hammered and tomorrow like i said we are going to do a comically bland aaron nola trivia <laughs> hour uh, about facts from his previous life because we figured hey look if he's going to be here seven more years you might as well get to know him a little better so yeah uh, we thought that would be fun and justin and chris will be eating saltine crackers and peanut butter sandwiches with apple juice while they while they do the podcast apple just, juice just to okay. keep it as, as okay bland. Yeah, i know <laughs> I got too spicy there for you, didn't I? Lukewarm water on the side. Please. <laughs> That's fine. That's I didn't I, I didn't realize just how bland we were talking about. Uh, Liz, anything from you? Um, I'll make my final comments a bit about Aaron Nola too. Uh, reading Matt Gelb's article on um, the the Nola signing, uh, in the first few paragraphs, he said Aaron Nola is a simple man, and it was a it felt good that we have all been right. That he really, (laughs) not in a terrible way, but like he's a dude who plays baseball. He pitches a ball. He loves his home. He loves his wife. He's going to love his kid and he wants to love where he plays. You know, there there's nothing wrong with being, quote, simple in that way, you know, and it's kind of nice. He loves it here. It's so different from where like I go back to that thing he wrote on uh, the Players Tribune uh, ages ago. Um, about how Philadelphia was so unlike anywhere he'd ever been before, and it was kind of scary. And now, looking at how far he's come and how far we've all come in that time, um, it's it's wonderful and beautiful. It's a it's a beautiful thing, and uh, I'm going to take that with me into Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's a nice. And this is something I think you're right to be thankful for, Justin. I, I agree with what you said. I didn't get that like all right, you know, kind of a thing. But I was like, it was more kind of a, okay, good, good. That was, that's the right thing. You know, it's, you don't, it's nothing anybody's getting excited about and and maybe that's okay. Not every, not every move has to be something where you're going to light your hair on fire. Uh, But uh, certainly it's the best thing the Phillies could have done um, given all of the options and choices that they had out there. It's great. They got it done. It's the first big move of the off season. And, you know, we're maybe a little too close to it because if the Braves had signed him or some other team had signed him like the Dodgers, they would have had that reaction. They would have, they would have had the Eureka. Oh my gosh, we got him reaction to it. And, and maybe that's on us a little bit. Maybe, maybe, you know, Aaron Nola, certainly we've watched him more than other fan bases have, and we've seen the ups and downs. And so that's where a lot of the mixed feelings come from because you'd, you'd like a more perfect number one, but you get Yamamoto. Now maybe you do have something like that. So and I think what Liz said um, earlier was that Dabrowski likes to get his homework done early so that he can play around for the rest of the offseason. Yeah. And if that was this a good was line. part of that too, then yeah, that's also beneficial yep. for the Phillies. Absolutely. 100%. Well, Aaron Nola will be in Philadelphia for the next seven years on a $172 million contract. The Phillies top of the rotation is locked into play for 2024 up next is a zach wheeler get the extension 
Do they get Yamamoto? Do they make any other moves with the starting rotation? Still some stuff to do for Dave Dombrowski, but item number one has been crossed off the list. So we'll see what happens now over the next few weeks. But in the meantime, thankful for Aaron Nola, and I'm thankful for you guys uh, for always uh, doing this podcast with me uh, over these uh, last few years. Always thankful to have our uh, Hit and Season listeners as well, and uh, for our partners at WHYY and Billy Penn. So I hope you guys all have a, an enjoyable Thanksgiving here as we wrap up this edition of Hit and Season. Everybody, thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time right here on Hit and Season.